Monday, March 18th edition of Snoozecast, where we take an in-depth look at the biggest stories of the week while bringing new perspectives from the reporters who wrote them. I'm administration reporter Riley Murdoch. And I'm camp's editor Mila Murray. The temperature is rising, and so are reported burglaries. MSUPD noted 43 crimes reportedly happened over break. And East Lansing City Council put into statute rules and regulations for e-scooter companies. We'll break down how those affect you and more in today's episode. From Michigan State's Independent Student Voice, this is Snoozecast. We've all seen an increase in notifications from MSU police recently. These timely warnings have become an inside joke among some students. A student reporting the theft of two bottles of alcohol from their dorm room over spring break is one particularly meme-worthy example. But why are these warnings suddenly so frequent? Turns out there's a good reason. State News Cops and Courts reporter Anna Nichols is here to discuss. Thanks for having me. Anna, what's the purpose of these timely warnings? Timely warnings are required by the Clery Act. Um, Public universities have to give timely warnings um, that include details about crime, just basic ones of where and when. Um, They help to provide important information to the university community so they can keep themselves safe. So why has there been an increase in timely warnings recently? According to our MSUPD contact, Captain Doug Manette, there hasn't been a purposeful increase in these timely warnings. Simply, MSUPD is complying with what's required of them to issue a timely warning when it concerns the public safety of the university. So recently, the U.S. Department of Education released a preliminary report saying that MSU is not in compliance with the Clery Act. Does this uptick in notifications to students have anything to do with that preliminary report? I had that same question. I actually asked Captain Manette about two weeks ago um, if there's been any impact, if there's been communication between the university and MSUPD. And he said that there was not a conscious effort to release more timely warnings than before the report, nor was there a communication between MSUPD and the university. Recently, I noticed that none of the unfounded cases that MSUPD um, records are included in the Cleary annual report. So yeah, a lot of students aren't taking these warnings seriously at all. What has campus's response in general been to this uptick in warnings? People have been finding it comical. Um, It's been memed on Twitter. It's been complained about on Facebook. People are laughing about it on social media. They don't appear to be taking it seriously. Do you think that that might have to do with a lack of context, like students aren't informed as to why these warnings are needed? I believe so. But objectively, a report saying two bottles of alcohol were stolen in a freshman dorm, it elicits response. It's something that you giggle about. Can't lie, it's funny. (laughs) But MSUPD puts out these warnings to comply with Cleary compliance, but also to attempt to make the university a safer place. There were separate warnings in Wilson Hall over spring break where there were a total of six burglaries. The university community could see that there was a pattern and act accordingly. All right, thank you for coming in today, Anna. Thank you for having me. Bird and Lime scooters flocked to the streets of East Lansing and MSU this fall. 
Last Tuesday, City Council specified regulations, fees, and speed limits for the trendy form of transportation. City of East Lansing reporter Evan Jones is here to break those down. Hi, Evan. Hi, Mila. Happy to be here. Tell us the costs for those scooter companies. So before companies can come back and operate in East Lansing, they have to pay the City of East Lansing every year $2,500. So they also have to pay the city 10 cents for every ride that gets generated within the city. For every month a scooter that is impounded, they have to pay the city $100. Why did City Council feel it was necessary to even put regulations in place? So some people view these scooters as a nuisance. Some view them as something fun to ride around, but the city views it as a form of transportation infrastructure that they can regulate. So they want to, given that, ensure rider and pedestrian safety. But they also want to generate revenue from it, which is why they have the fees installed in place. So what does this mean for the average rider? Uh, it means that costs might go up because of this new uh, cost requirement for the companies, but it's unsure. They have to sign the agreement and then come back before we can really know what that is. Uh, they'll be around more. Uh, they're not going to be gone from the winter like they were here. The companies, uh, this is kind of a new terrain for the companies because they haven't really been operating in places that get as snowy as Michigan, but uh, they can. They only have to remove the scooters during times where there's a lot of ice or snow that requires the city to plow. But also, people have to be more cautious with them. There's a 10 mile per hour speed limit on sidewalks that police can enforce, but uh, the police chief has already said that it's kind of hard to enforce them because, you know, if a cop stops their car when someone's on a scooter and they have to get out, the person on the scooter is going to be gone. And that's what uh, the police chief said at the city council meeting when this, these regulations were passed. Thanks for the information, Evan. Oh, of course. A look ahead to this week's news. MSU trustees Brianna Scott and Kelly Tivey will host a town hall meeting Monday, March 18th to hear from the MSU community about issues important to them. Students, staff, and faculty are encouraged to attend, according to an announcement posted on the MSU Board of Trustees website. And now, a word from the State News Podcast Network. Are you obsessed with upsets, buzzer beaters, and the thrill of March Madness? Do you wake up to get your daily dose of all things Spartan basketball? And check out Snooze Hoops, the State News' March Madness Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Casey Harrison and Chase Michelson, releasing every Wednesday in March. Hi, I'm Matt Schmucker. I'm Jameson Draper. If you're looking for some new music to listen to, or maybe even some piping hot music takes, then check out our podcast, Snoozik, airing every other Tuesday on the State News Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to Snoozecast, where the State News takes an in-depth look into the biggest stories while bringing new perspectives from the reporters who wrote them. You can find us on Twitter at TSNCasts and at BSNews on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash statenews, and always online at statenews.com. Tune in next week for more insight into our biggest stories.